welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast with your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. Also, the almighty B-Live and the money man, Scotty D. And now, without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. What's going on, world? This be your boy, the head of creative, the HOC up in this thing here at the Sports Bros Podcast, Eddie Cool. And guess what? We've reached episode number nine of the Sports Bros Podcast. And as always, I'm flanked by the almighty B-Live. What's going on? What's happening? This be your boy, the almighty up in here. Another wonderful day, episode nine, man. This is awesome. Let's get into it, fellas. Let's do it. All right. And also, you can't forget the cowboy fanatic himself, the king of the spicy, I'm sorry, the king of the spicy hot takes, the money man, Scotty D. Hey, boys, it is good to be with you here today. Well, I thought I was going to I thought I was going to be able to do this podcast talking like a jockey. But it didn't work. <laughs> Do you ever notice all the jockeys are really light and have really high voices? I think they're pumping them boys full of helium before they send them out there to ride at the Kentucky Derby. Every one of them. They all talk. They all talk like this. I tried to pull the horse back, going around the first time. <laughs> I thought oh, I had you. a lot of horse left in me, and he just caught me at the finish line. They all talk. Like okay, this. okay. You see, they so they, see, this is this is what I'm talking about. Hold on, see, Scott, Scotty, Scotty, we we have a we have a conference call before we go on live. For you to prepare us for this silliness that you be bringing to the table, you you want the shock and all factor. That's what you want. You and you a fool. Hey, you know I'm what he? Sorry, dude. Hey, hey, you know what, man? I tell you what, Scotty D subscribes to the book of Vince Russo, Crash Radio, Crash TV. Um, don't add, what is it? Uh, don't apologize. After. Anyways, I just anyways I just butchered that all up. Ladies and gentlemen, and our one percent audience in Stockholm, Sweden, welcome to another edition of the Sports Bros Podcast. God bless. Hopefully, this doesn't turn into a giggle fest. But if it does, you know what? That's good because guess what? We're amateurs. Ain't nothing professional about this. We've done very little research, but guess what? We still make it do what it do, baby. All right, we could have you guys here all day, but guess what? I'm pretty sure you guys got something to do, enjoying this nice weather and everything. And um, if it's time for you to cut your grass, go on and cut your grass because your neighbors will give you the mean mug. Um, so aside from that, you know what time it is? We're diving into the playoffs. Yes, the playoffs. All right, we're diving into the NBA playoffs, the Eastern Conference playoffs, where we have two series going on because there's only four teams left. Uh, the blue, I'm sorry, the blues, that's hockey, the <laughs> the Toronto Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers tied at 2-2 apiece, and at the time of recording, because, you know, spoiler alert, we record this on Monday to air on Tuesday. At this present time, the Bucks and the Celtics, the Bucks are up 2-1 in the series. All right, so let's talk about some Eastern Conference playoffs. Be live, leading off. 
I'm going to go ahead and start off because I know Scotty D is going to say the same thing he always says every week. Oh. Golden State's going to win it all, blah, blah, blah. I love the playoffs right now because I'm telling you right now, there is enough intrigue. There is enough panache, per se. There's going to there's gonna be a spoiler. I'm telling you right now, it is not going to be what you think it's going to be. Oh. Speaking of that, Toronto. Which Toronto are we going to get? I because I'm telling you, like if if you look on paper, Toronto should be the best team out there. Mm-hmm. If you look on paper, but you never know what you're going to get. So the fact that it is a two-two series between them, it doesn't surprise me. I think Toronto has the better team than the Seventy Sixers. Seventy Sixers, they have individual talent like Joel Embiid. I think it did he did he get injured? I'm not sure. Or sick. Was, it was sick. He was sick. Oh, okay. There you go with me not doing as much research. I'll tell you right now, my um at the job at Max Speed Shop 482 Northman Fisher. Here's a plug. plug. Sponsorship. <laughs> Man, we've been hyped up on hockey, so I've been getting bits and pieces of it. But like like I was saying, I still think that Toronto finds a way to pull it. I think this one's going to go all the way to seven. I really do. It's been back and forth. So I see that happen. I have to eat some, I have to eat some humble pie when it comes. Because I did write the Bucks off. I did write um, Milwaukee off. But they, they, now they're showing who they've been during the regular season. So it could go either way in the Milwaukee Boston series. Like those, I think honestly, those two teams are evenly matched. It's one of those things of which Boston you're going to get. So Milwaukee's bounced back, but I think I think very much so. I think this could go Game Seven, and I'm I'm not going to make a prediction. I'm going to let it ride. Gonna keep it as is. All right, Scotty D, what you think about these here Eastern Conference playoffs? Uh, you know, just to to kind of address what he said, I, you know, I, I I didn't mean to. I guess I was been I've been really dismissive of the Western Conference Finals. I still think it's going to be Golden State coming through, but they actually there has been some compelling matchups out there. I mean, the the Portland Denver series has been fantastic. Uh, the game last mm-hmm. night, Sunday night. Um, not even the, not even mention the four overtime game. Not even talking about that. But the game Sunday night was a really good. It was just really good basketball. A lot of back and forth. Mm-hmm, it Neither was. Neither team blinked. They both were, you know, just slugging it out. One team would make a run. The other team would make a run. So that's been really good basketball. I think a lot of people are probably like me, where they do the majority of their NBA watching this time of year. You know. I don't really get into NBA much until Christmas Day. And then other than, you know, I watch a lot of Lakers games, but I don't watch a lot, of, you know, some of the marquee games. I don't watch a ton of NBA until playoff time. So we're seeing guys that, you know, I ordinarily haven't seen seen play that are making names themselves, like Jamal Murray and, and the other Curry brother. I mean, there's a lot of good basketball being played in that series. As far as Boston-Milwaukee, you know, I kind of – you know, I put it out there that I thought the Celtics were getting it back into gear and were ready. You know, they were starting to peak because they just busted up Indiana's, you know, so well. But And as of last week, or when we were recording, Milwaukee had just lost game one at home. And I said, I thought they looked tight. Well, they don't look that way anymore. They've come back and, and handled their business in game two, took game three on the road. 
So they've, they've gotten home court advantage back at the very least. So if they lose tonight, you know, by the time you're listening, it could be even. If it's three to one, it's over. Milwaukee's Milwaukee's not going to let them back in. If the, if, the, if, the, if they got to, yeah, with, with, then they would have two home games to defend beyond that, you know, if it would go seven. But, you know, uh, the biggest impression I've got, or the one who's impressed me the most in that Milwaukee series, has been Brooke Lopez. You know, this dude is now a three-point threat, or as before, I looked at him as a guy who was just good for six fouls. You know, just another big body <laughs> you put out there. Seriously, I, I was never impressed by the Lopez brothers. But Brooke Lopez has kind of reinvented his game and made himself a more valuable asset to that Milwaukee team. And, and uh, they look really good, man. I mean, the Greek freak, we all knew he was he was special. And he has asserted himself to the point that Kyrie's crying about it, saying, oh, he's slowing the game down. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's slowing the game down. Dude, defend him. and Or maybe you should go to the rack instead of turning the, every NBA game into a three-point shooting contest every time i love what the greek freak is doing he's saying stop me and if you can't i'm going and shooting the easiest shot in basketball the free throw yep just like they say man if, if you got a problem with it see if you can yeah. stop it um on to yep on to the west let's see we got um houston and golden state of course golden state up 2-1 and the most intriguing series of all the playoffs in my opinion the most entertaining series in the playoffs the Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets are tied at two to a piece. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I am a fan of Jamal Murray because I watched him during the, the four overtime marathon. He just showed up and showed out. And then last night he showed up and showed out once again. So Jamal Murray, I, I really like the guy. I'm like, you know, I don't have too many favorite basketball players because, you know, ever since the Hornets left, I was, it left a sour taste in my mouth, but, as I grew older, I understood that this it is a business. I kind of became a LeBron fan, but you know, I, I kind of like guys like Kawhi Leonard and Dame. Um, I almost called Dame Dash, <laughs> uh, Dame Damian Lillard and uh, Jamal Murray because these guys they get out there and they just play ball, handle their All business, right? not prima donnas. Yeah, handle business, not hot shot and hot dog, and they go out there and play ball. That's that's what they do. Not patent stats like Russell Westbrook and some of these other guys. They just they love they love basketball. If you were to give me a franchise and I had a pick of who I want to start a team with, be Jamal Murray, Kawhi Leonard, and Damon Lillard. All right, so uh, let's see the West Conference playoffs. We already know what's going on. You know, we're not really worried about the Rockets and the uh, Portland and the Denver series. Um, it would uh, be a okay. slugfest. No, 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 no. I'm let me interrupt. I'm say right Uh-oh. now. I let, I'm I'm saying this. We keep we. We keep just crowning Golden State, but all three games in that series have been single digits, even yep. to the point that this last one that went into overtime. So I'm like, it could have been easily like we talked about the whole foul situation, but again, fact of the matter, that game was still very close. So, mm-hmm. so I'm telling you right now, it could easily be two two in that series. It could easily be two two. Rockets win the um, next one at home, and then it's just going to be home, 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 maybe possibly. Yeah, it I could go. I, I think the home team's going to win every game in this series. I think this is going seven, but I think Golden State's winning. So. Yeah, it's going to go. It's going to go seven. Uh, Golden State going to push. They they're not going to blow them. I mean, like you said, you know, it's it's been close. It hasn't been like you know a killer blowout. You know what I mean? I just it want, hasn't been like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, but yeah, no. I'm just like I said. I'm telling you right now. 
I think Houston is playing with a chip on their shoulder, not only from the first two games this year, but what happened last year. Houston was the better team last year, and Chris Paul got hurt. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm, I'm telling you right come now. On. The, come on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm being, I'm being unbiased as much as everybody. It's as much as KD is doing KD things, and he's freaking lighting it up. He's, he's playing on another he's level. The best another player on the planet right now. As much as I hate right, to say I, that. I, I I totally agree with that, and he's he's making a name for himself even amongst everything that's um everything that's gone. Golden State is. He is definitely. He's like it's one of those things where he was the guy that came to a seventy three and nine team and. Da da da, night one, two MVPs and did, but now like he's taking this game yet to another level, and it's like, who is stopping this dude? But hey, with his forty something points a game and everything, it's still single digits. It's still so single look- single digit victories. So we were looking at the NBA Finals. From the sounds of it, we got uh, the Bucks and the Warriors in the finals. Is that, is that possible? Is that potential? That, yeah, actually, a- I think I think Warriors Bucks is probably. I mean. A lot of basketball that, that, left to be played. Don't get me wrong, but that—that's true. That—that's a safe bet. That—that's mm. that's a safe answer. And have I ever been safe? No, I haven't. I've never been safe. That's why I've been dead wrong in some of these predictions. That's why I don't want to predict Game Seven in some of these, but I'm gonna still do it. I'm. I, this, uh, Please predict the Rockets. I, go ahead, just do it. Please do it. I, just, <laughs> just go ahead and do it. I, I, I want, out of spite, I want, <laughs> and you know what? I want to out of spite. I really do. Is nothing against Golden State. Absolutely not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be one of those haters. By no means. Game recognized. Game talent recognized. Talent. It's just one of those things. When you got a chip on your shoulder, things just seem to go a different direction. And I don't know. Like Houston found an effective way to either disrupt Steph Curry. To um, take him out of the game, so I mean, Steph Curry's only been shooting thirty percent in this series. And that's a pretty big deal. I don't know. Did, does he is he able to turn it on that one game that is necessary, or d- does Golden State turn into win by the three, die by the three? You just gave yourself situation? your own solution, bro. You just said it. You boy. said it. Kevin Durant <laughs> has taken it to such another level that he doesn't have to. I mean, you don't have to. Rely on Steph Curry like like they did pre KD. Kevin Durant just scored forty six points, if I'm not mistaken, in that game three, and they lost. So, so, um, so hey, that c- congratulations. I just made my own counter argument. I'm arguing with myself. I guess <laughs> I don't know. But- on episode ten of the Sports Bros <laughs> podcast, B Live versus B Live. <laughs> What happened oh, Wednesday coming from the insane <laughs> asylum as B Live Arkansas wins? Is that Johnny Moxley over there? Oh <laughs> man. Well, just, but, I, I I get I like to play devil's advocate. So I I'm I see it going seven games. And I think somehow, some way, Houston shocks the world. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I think it's gonna be so great for the league. Maybe the league slides a little extra buck to the referee to give Houston some of them calls that they cry about oh boy. the first oh couple boy. of games. I said it. 
Shoot, I don't know. Hey, I have to admit, when I'm watching these games, I find myself pulling for Houston. I really do, just because, you know, like like with the Patriots, you get sort of fatigued watching the same teams dominate every year. So I'm I'm actually I'm with you. I'm rooting for Houston, I guess. But I, uh, but I just I just think in the end it's going to be the Warriors standing on top of the mountain once again. Sorry. Yep. I, I yep. Uh, I understand, I understand both points what you guys come from. Just like you said, uh, KD is playing like on an all world level. Um, there's been a debate about you know him being the best player in the world right now. Um, there ain't no denying the cool. Um, that he is, and it's just, and like you said, the series might turn by turn out to be a live by the three, die by the three kind of series. It's just, um, and, and it is potentially to see that this whole series going to seven games. It will not be no surprise. It'll, it'll, it'll be a slugfest, and then the conference finals will, Western Conference finals will be a slugfest within itself. And so, it's the classic case of Western Conference basketball doing what Western Conference basketball. So we're going to wrap up that segment about the NBA. Now we're going to slide onto the ice. See what I did there? Slide onto the ice. Well, I can't skate. But anyways, <laughs> hey, segue. <laughs> so here we go. We have the NHL playoffs. It'd be nice to have like the background of the ESPN National Hockey Night playing in the background. But um, we, I love our podcast, and I don't want us to get knocked for copyright infringement. Right. Hell. Hell, ESPN barely use it. You might as well give it to somebody that want to use it. All right, so in the Eastern Conference, the Blue Jackets and the Bruins. Uh, yeah, Blue Jackets and Bruins. The Bruins are up 3-2 in the series. All right. And, yeah, the Bruins are up there leading. Mm-hmm. Uh, and game six is Monday night. Like I said, you know, we record this podcast on Monday for Tuesday. So, tranquilo, pop that pipe down. It's all good. And the Hurricanes bust out the broom. You know, the good broom with the with the straws on it and everything, the good stiff broom? Yeah, they bust out the broom and send the Islanders packing back to Brooklyn, and they sweep them in the series. I'm telling you, right now, the Hurricanes are playing some of the best hockey in this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm looking at these other games and other teams like, you know what? Ain't nobody doing what the Hurricanes doing, all right? And they were the number one wild card seed, and they've advanced, and they've, you know, they took the Capitals to the limit, and they've also just beat the brakes off of the New York Islanders. And as you said a few weeks ago, Scotty D, could it be rest or could it be rust? Don't matter. Send them packing. Be live. Where you at on this one? Well, okay, this is what – um I like the way that you um, plugged in the rest of us because now it's going to be Carolina's turn to ask that question. And I'm being, I'm being unbiased. I'm trying to be a professional in this amateur environment. <laughs> and I, I can't do it because I'm hurricane. I'm a caniac all the way, storm surge. I love it, love it, love it. And I'm just hoping that this wave of momentum that Carolina's riding, they're playing with such a passion that I, I need that passion to continue. Like, I, right now, I want to be in the locker room with them. Like, like right now, they're probably having an extra little cold one celebrating. But, man, I'm telling you, the conference championship is going to be something. Um, watching a little bit of the Bruins, like the Bruins, Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets... They they did the improbable when they beat Tampa Bay. 
So right now with them being they're, they're the number eight seed. Can you imagine right now? Can you imagine the two wild card teams being in the Eastern Conference Final? Can you? Wow, that would be something else. But they do have a tall task ahead. They got to win the next two because the Bruins, the Bruins are that they're that blue collar. Everybody knows them. It's that traditional hockey franchise that everybody knows. And so it's one of those things. It's almost like an old school meets new school because heck, they're half the country doesn't even know where Columbus, Ohio is outside of was um Ohio State University. Columbus has a hockey team. What? Yeah, they got a hockey team and a soccer team, the MLS uh, Columbus crew. Yeah, I mean, so it's one of the things. It's not one of your traditional fan bases. Same thing as Raleigh, North Carolina. You're in the middle of smack dab college basketball, and then you got a hockey team. So it's one It's one of those, the, the intrigue of that is very interesting. So I find myself sort of rooting for Columbus, but again, I want to I wanna see – I want to see a Carolina versus Boston situation because I don't like the Patriots. I don't like anything from the the um, the Northeast, the New England region. So guess what? Let's get it. Let's go Hurricanes. But I, I, I tell you what, it it might give me a reason just to I don't know buy a ticket and go back to the New England region. And being there with a bunch of jerks, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying because you know, you know, can't stop the bag. I lived in northern New Hampshire, which is part of the New England area region of the country for four years. Boo. But 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 you, but you know what? Tried and true, I always remain about my Panthers, my Braves, my South Carolina Gamecocks, Boo. and for sure my Hurricanes. Now see here you come, <laughs> Scotty D. Your turn on the NHL playoffs. Bush you up. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry. Are we still talking about hockey? <laughs> you know what? I thought you, I thought you left the damn recording at one point. I'm like, what? We're still talking about hockey. Uh, I mean, the, the Penguins lost. So, what do I care, man? <laughs> so Saturday break night, on the, Bruins, over here. the Bruins played whoever they're playing. Columbus. <laughs> they're playing Saturday night. I've got a I've got a killer episode of Shark Tank on. <laughs> I mean, oh my tra- god! Tra- good for tra- you guys. Tra- translation. I, I know you're I know you're Carolina fans. I like Jordan Stahl. You know he helped the Penguins win the Stanley Cup. So good for you guys. I'm happy for you, but I don't care, man. <laughs> I'm supposed to be more well, we did, professional, we, 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 but again, I'm not getting a paycheck, so I don't care, man. I don't even know who's well, Scott, in the we did. West at this point. Is Calgary still in it? They still oh, no, they lost. They lost to Colorado. Out, okay? so, <laughs> I, I don't care. The Penguins lost. I'm watching baseball, man. I tell you what, when the Stanley Cup wraps up, I'll catch you guys up on baseball because I'm watching baseball now. Penguins are out. It's baseball oh, season, baby. Yeah, that's how it is, man. Your team loses, you keep rolling yeah. right along. Uh, <laughs> speaking, speaking. Uh, go ahead and be like, I, I just gotta <laughs> ask, just for the sake of who is your baseball team, Scott? Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, dear God. I, I, like... I, I do have to say, I've always been a Yankee oh, fan, oh, too, oh. but I, it's the Pirates are primarily my team, but I, I am... You can't do that. Can't do what? You can't have You can't have two different baseball teams. Oh, I huh. give it to them. 
I'll give it to him. He has two different base, two favorite baseball teams in two different. I beg leagues. your pardon. So I can I'm, do whatever yeah. I want. That is sacrilege. No, I I, I bet Yankee hats and pirate hats. But if they play each other, I root for the pirates. I'm a Pittsburgh guy. I'm a yeah. I'm a I'm a say it because this uh, this we're going off script. I don't even care at this point. So you're telling me somehow you're a New York Yankee fan and a Dallas Cowboy fan? You just so you just going with just. You were just the stereotypical type person, just going with the <laughs> the best team at some point in time. The best you team? Just, well, I'm from Pittsburgh. The Steelers have the most Super Bowls <laughs> of anybody in the league, and I don't root for them. So I wouldn't say I'm rooting for the best team. The Cowboys have, in case you haven't been following, have not been winning a lot of playoff games in recent memory. So I wouldn't say mm. – and the Pittsburgh Pirates have set the record for the most years of consecutive losing in any sport. They lost well, that's their for 20 straight years, and I'm wearing Pirates gear, so you can save that I, front I, runner stuff there, Mr. Clemson. Well, hey, oh, oh, don't you do it. Don't you do that. Uh-oh, don't uh-oh. you do that, because I remember very much so, and it, I got the picture to prove it, when Clemson was losing five in a row to them, them coops. As I like, watch your mouth. <laughs> your mouth, watch it. Your mouth, watch it. Yes, I was. I was. A, you know, I was a part of that pitch. Yeah, it was real funny. And be out just sat there the couch, say, "Hey, man, it is what it is." And I remember that vividly because my how the tables have turned. But we digress. Get Eddie, cool. Get us back online. What are you doing? Hey, man, just having fun, man. People come to hear us just talk trash and just banter and ballyhoo and everything else. So, uh, as I said about these here Western Conference NHL playoffs, <laughs> Blue Stars tied 3-3. Three to three. And we got something about the Dallas Stars logo in our, in our, later on in the show. And the Colorado Avalanche, formerly known as the Quebec Nordiques, uh, they are trailing 3-2 against the ageless Joe Thornton and the San Jose Sharks. All right, that's the playoff wrap-up for the NHL and NBA now let's talk about it. The moment we've all been, well, not been all waiting for, but anyways, during this past weekend, there was a controversy at the Kentucky Derby. That's right. Muddy tracks, big hats, and overly priced mint juleps. Scotty D, this weekend, it was the key point in your Scott Starts videos, which is very entertaining. Please, 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 please check out Scott's thoughts. It's all Scott, the money man, and it's all original and it's entertaining. So can you give us a brief summary of what in the hell happened at the Kentucky Derby? Well, you know, I'm I'm a a Kentucky Derby uh, Preakness Belmont horse racing watcher, and that's the extent of my expertise. I'm like most of the America. They, they tune in to watch that. What an event. What, an, what a spectacle it is. But um, mm-hmm. So when I was watching that, and I'm watching Maximum Security take the lead, and he goes to, and, he, and he swerves out of that lane. When I watched it live, I actually thought that he was doing the right thing by letting the horse behind him on the rail have a clear path. So I, again, I don't have expertise in that area. It looked to me when they, what, from what the uh, the stewards were looking at, that the horse swerved a couple lanes out. It could have caused a massive horse pallet, and it would have been a major disaster. So horses cannot do that. You, you have to stay in your lane. It looks to me like the right call was made. 
and according, you know, listen to the the different announcers, the analysts that were talking about it. It looked like um, that that's something that happens pretty regularly on a, a smaller scale. But there was some concern that because it was the Derby, that the right call was not going to be made. But the the best horse did was maximum security, obviously, because he went wire to wire. But it looks like, based on that technicality, the right call was made. I don't even know the name of the horse that won it at this point, to be honest with you, um, because all the controversy was – all the attention was on what maximum security did. And, you know, it's just too bad. It's a, it's a, one of those things that will all go down in history. It's one of the most memorable Kentucky derbies. But I hate seeing – I don't like the fact that the, the guy, the jockey that won, was standing on the sideline waiting for a decision for somebody to tell me. He didn't win it by crossing – the line ahead of the rest of the field. But I guess that's uh that's common in horse racing. Uh the winner of the Kentucky Derby was um Country House. Country House, okay. Yes. Country, Country House. Uh Code of Honor came in second. Tacticus came in third. Uh Improbable came in fourth. And what a dope name for a horse like this one. Game winner came in fifth. Just imagine if game winner would have won like the Kentucky Derby. Like some of these horses' names are just like, like yeah. Wow, that's always like, a fun part seeing the, the different horse names that they have coming in. Because again, I, I'm probably like the majority of people that watch those races. I don't, I don't watch a lot of horse racing. I just watch the the Triple Crown races, and and I always find it very entertaining. But yeah, I hated to see it end the way I did on on Saturday. Uh, let's see another horse name. What we got? <laughs> Plus Q Parfait and Win Win Win. And that one didn't win. It did not. I sure didn't. Win. So <laughs> hold his L. <laughs> hold his L. <laughs> and the oh, the biggest man. intrigue that I got from the Kentucky Derby is the amount of money that exchanged hands because of that decision. Who I want to know who picked Country House at sixty five to one odds. Somebody just see. There's somebody there with a big hat sipping on his mint julep. Just did did an outrageous bet, and just walked away rich. Yeah. At this point, the mint julep is spilt. <laughs> oh, spilt <man>. liquor. <laughs> and then like, it's it's one of those things. Um, the victory itself, the horse. Won one point eight million dollars. Wow! So that's that. Just the just the DQ itself. That amount of money is life changing. Because I mean, and the amount of steps that go they go through to get to this point at the Kentucky Derby. Because there's all kinds of it's all kinds of steps with the smaller races and stuff like that to get to the Kentucky Derby. Another controversial thing that they were talking about was the fact that. Unlike we spoke about this briefly in um, our conference call beforehand, but unlike the other races, the Preakness and the Belmont, the Kentucky Derby carries up to 20 horses. So you've got a Ooh. much bigger field, which means you've got more horses in a congested area, which would lead to something like this. But then again, once again, this is the only time that the winning horse has been DQ'd for that. I think before there's been instances where a horse has been DQ'd for obstructing um, a path, but this is the first time in Kentucky Derby history that the winner was disqualified. 
So yeah, they they got disqualified before for hitting with a steel chair. I think that had a foreign object. They had <laughs> wow, what? How, how do you come up with these things? But hey, can't you just picture somebody that 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 made a bet sitting in a crowded bar half drunk? Guy makes a bet on country house. Obviously, he doesn't win. He takes a ticket and just tosses it over his shoulder. And 15 minutes later, he's on the floor crawling around looking for that ticket, and it's getting kicked around because he might have a million-dollar laid on the floor there. That was the cause. I mean, he's scrambling on the floor like eggs in a frying pan. Oh, my God. Oh, that absolutely happened. Crazy craziness of the Derby. Yep, very much so. All right, man. Yeah, um, great talk about horse racing, fellas. Yes, great talk about horse racing. It was a pretty, you know, notable topic. There was controversy. There was sports. And also, um, that played into the the drama, the interest, the suspense at the Kentucky Derby. Shout out to sixty five to one winner, Country House Horses in the back. I had to. Well, I why, couldn't complete say oh unless I saw that. God, yes, it, no, no, you to. did not have to. I, yes, I did. This, this is my show. <laughs> I didn't tell me what to, I, I'm, I'm sorry, my bad. I just, I just, I just became a, a raging ego man. <laughs> Good song. I don't care what they say. Old Town Road is a country rap tune. Debate ended. Uh, speaking of debates, oh, we got a good one here. The listener section. It is fully loaded. But before I go any further, uh, I want to share with you guys. Uh, next Tuesday, I will be starting a new class. And guess what the name of the class is? Sports Law. Nice. Okay. Yep, yep Sports Law. That way I can um, have that under my belt and you know, it'll be talking about things like contracts and all kind of riffraff, all that sports related stuff. And I can, and, and, and you know, for sure, I've been shilling the hell out of the Sports Bros podcast. Nice. All right. So the listener section, it is fully loaded. And Scotty D, what was the question that we posed to our listeners? We asked, who in sports do you think has the ugliest outfits or uniforms rather the ugliest who's the ugliest team out there uh actually it could be anybody it could it could be um an individual sport too is what who do you think had the ugliest uniforms in sports it looks like we had a lot of response on this one yeah who who knows i think this is yeah i think uh out of the ones that we had this is the biggest response and and i'm not gonna lie to you if you're listening out there it is going down in the sports bros DMs. Join the party because that's where we got a good majority of these answers from. And then we also got a another wave of answers from the post posing the question with the assistance of those ugly Pittsburgh Steelers, Bumblebee, ex-convict, fresh out of jail in 1875 jerseys. Uh, on that post too so uh thank you listeners for coming through showing up and showing out all right let's get into it listener section anthony wilson says it was tough but i would say marshall university i just like the color green that's <laughs> hating on marshall right there man that's <laughs> they are pretty green though yeah they're they're real green i'm like okay i'm like marshall green texas mean green north texas mean green oh no no i don't know all right, and so a coworker of mine by the name of Holly Camp, I showed her the Dallas Stars logo, and I quote, he said, the Dallas Stars logo looks like a stereotypical hockey logo. I laughed, okay? 
I laugh because it is a rather odd looking logo. You have the star and then you have the, 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 the letter D in the middle. And I understand what they were trying to go with it as far as like Dallas, state of Texas, stars, boom. Like, you know, just try to make a combo logo. But it, yeah, that's one of my, like, my least favorite logos as well, too. So I'm just like, ah, don't like it. But I understand, you know, you know, you got to re- rebrand your um, your jerseys every once in a while. So this one of the change where it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. Looks like something WWE Creative put together. All right. Also, I'm a little, I don't, about the, these next ones, well, this next one, I don't know for certain because I kind of like the jersey. It's simple and subtle. And the only reason I wouldn't wear it because it ain't my team, the Green Bay Packers jerseys, um, the Agni Packers jersey. Corey Turner said they were flat out terrible. <laughs> Brian Gardner also said you wouldn't catch him dead in an Agni Packers jersey. The whole entire uniform is ugly. So have you? do, do you guys know what the um, Agni Packers uh, Green Bay jersey looks like? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so – it's like a off color, like a weird shade of blue or something with a like yeah. yellow dot in the middle. Well, I I think it looks good. It's it's I, it, maybe that's just me and I'm crazy as hell, which I'll admit. But I for for a throwback old school like traditional jersey uh, confession, I kind of like it. I kind of well, like it. My my big thing about that is just. I'm I'm very big in the color schemes, mm-hmm. and so the, I'm insert my my um my entry for the um, ugliest uniforms. But I'm a big thing in color scheme. When you just go off kilter with some of the color um color schemes, that's why the Green Bay Packers uniform just does not appeal to me that much. It's just like when you think Green Bay, you think of that bright. You think of that bright yellow. You think of that green. You think of the cheese heads. That's what you think about. Like this blue with a yellow dot in the middle. Like I don't know. That's just that's just me. And 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 the, and the doodle brown helmets and the pants. Like this is so nineteen forty five. So yeah, that's what's it's one of those things. My entry for this. I have a couple of entries. My entry is all 32 NFL teams and the color rush freaking thing that they tried to do a couple years ago. I was like, what in the hell they got going on with just colors clashing with colors and just on top of mo color? And what, <laughs> what in the – I said – I remember looking at the TV and I think two, two teams were – I can't even remember what two teams were playing, but the teams were so bright. And they, I think the color schemes were almost identical that you almost couldn't even recognize which who was on whose team because it was just clashing. It was all over the place. And speaking of clashing and color schemes, I'm sorry, Boise State. I <laughs> can't do it. I, I can't do it. I can't Ooh. do it with all the blue on a blue field. You're just you're blending into the – I can't see you. It's just you're doing too much. Just doing too much. I can't do it. And they wonder why the ducks are flying into the damn stadium. The turf <laughs> is blue, all right? I think um if I'm not mistaken, I wanna say is Eastern Washington. With they the have all, yes. all red. What what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> not not only Eastern see things in Eastern Washington, if God, 
Boise State, I think, at least is original. Eastern Washington, you just decided to do that on a whim just to be something? Yeah, they probably said they're like, okay, y'all doing blue? Hey, over here, we're going to rock red. We're riding red over here. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to do red. We're going to do red. Let them do blue. We're going to do red. I'm just trying to figure out, like, I won't be surprised if you see Oregon do, like, a yellow field, which they I bet not do. To- they, I will throw something. And they bet not do no yellow field. <laughs> well, Oregon's already off the top with their basketball floor. I don't oh. know that. That was a that they're doing a lot with their basketball floor. But I, just, I'm distracted I when I see that. I just yeah. I'm distracted when I say that. All right, so Jake Brown. Hey, we got a newbie. Shout out to Jake Brown. Jake Brown said the New York Jets throwbacks, and in particular the New York Titans uh, yeah. when they were the Titans uniforms. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, what the hell is this? Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's like, ah, you this with this. So, um, my returning participant, Eli Kavanaugh, said the Eagles throwbacks. And you guys know which Eagles throwbacks he's talking about. The powder blue and the mustard on the beat yellow. Like, I don't know who put that together, but the combination of Sky blue and yellow don't go together. Not 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 at all. Like and and the helmet just it's just it's just a bad look. It looks like instant throw up on a Sunday morning. I wish the NFL could hear uh, this because I, I I think the throwback uniforms have been done to death. And and apparently I'm not the only one because a lot of these answers are coming from our listeners are are based on throwback NFL ugly uniforms. It's time to stop with that already. Jeez. Yep, and I got another one for you in the world of basketball. The Indiana Pacers hickory throwbacks. Um, it, it is the red jersey with the yellow writing and the yellow shorts with the red trim. It's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, every now and again, because they, they keep they, – I get it, the intrigue behind it. I get it. They try to do something different every now and again. But, it's yeah, some some of it, again – just doing a little too much. It's one of those things where even this is a good segment, but I feel like we're talking too much about the, the fashion of the sport. I'm like, wait a minute, give me, give me the hard hitting. But like I said, it's, it takes away from it. That's, that's just my opinion. Give me my traditional colors. Give me the alternate uniform. Give me one alternate uniform. Give me my Carolina Panthers with the uh, with the blue, with the black trousers, and let's get it. I, give, give me one alternate uniform. We can go with it. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. All right. And um, B-Live, you know this fella. His name is Samson. Yes, sir. That's my boss man. Samson. Samson. Now, I'm going to let you pronounce Samson's last name because I don't no, want to butcher it. I'm not... I I can pronounce it, but it's one of those things. That's what he goes by. He goes by Samson. That's that's just pretty much it. Even he even has his business card. I'm gonna throw it out there, boss man. His business card just says Samson. It doesn't say his full name. It just says Samson, general manager. So I'm just, we just gonna go. We gonna stick with Samson, and <laughs> yeah, that, that this, <laughs> this this who's he got the Mexican. He's got the Mexican national team with the I I don't even know how to describe this. We might have to go to video footage for this. If you want to see the um if you want to see the um picture, you have to go to our Facebook like page because this is um he said this is 
The uniforms were designed by the worst casino tip artists in all of Mexico City. <laughs> and that is a pretty good, I mean, it it looks like a combination of a shuffleboard meets roulette meets <laughs> um like a deck of cards and just I yeah, it's just wrong. It looks like a it looks like a WCW Jim Hurd creation. It's no, <laughs> just it's just horrible. And the guy's like, hey, I'm just happy to be here. Dude, you're here for your country, but you're looking at your jersey like, man, come on, man. Are you gonna make make us wear this? Like we're our, we are grown men, right? We do have feelings and opinions and uh we, we don't like this. And and I just and, and I'm thinking like, okay, you know, you see the traditional, you know, Mexican colors of red, white. And green, and this is just a hodgepodge. I don't know where the hell blue came from. I want to say that's the goalies uniform. Hopefully, there is, it's it's possibly, but because I'm I'm trying to look at the gloves. Like, yeah, he's got gloves on, so it might be the might be the goalie. But still, why, why? Does yeah. who 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 in the world? What is what what? You know what? Screw it. Oh Wednesday, boy, here we go. Wednesday. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah, what happened? What happened? What happened? But yeah, so shout out to the boss man um, with that because that that's pretty god awful. Samson, I'm coming by and get one of them good old burgers and some of them good, good, good sweet potato fries. All <laughs> right, and uh, Kyle. Last but not least, Kyle Ponstingo, aka Stat Guy Kyle. The San Diego Padres throwback jerseys, and I had to get uh, you know which specific ones: the st- uh, pinstripes. Or the Doodle Browns, and he said the Doodoo Browns, all right? And then the 1972 Cleveland Indian all-red jerseys, and, of course, the highlighters, the Seattle Seahawks lime green color rush. I think it was the, the game that I saw. It was like the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills, a.k.a. catch-up versus mustard. Right. Playing yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was horrible. That was definitely one of them. Like, oh my god, what is this tragedy? I I understand. I'll be live is seething over there, but I understand the whole. You know, I understand the whole. Like, okay, let's um figure out how to get some more money out of them. I got an idea. We gonna make these loud uniforms, and everybody gonna buy them, and we gonna put them on TV, and it's gonna be ketchup playing mustard on a bed of relish. (sighs) Who? Did anybody, listeners, please respond. Did anybody buy one of these color rush uniforms? I promise you, I didn't even think about it. It was oh my, and I and I really like my Carolina Panther colors, but just seeing it just all just one color and just yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I you know what? I'm 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 looking at a highlighter in my office right now <laughs> that is the exact <laughs> color of the Carolina Panthers color rush uniform. Let me see what I got over here. A yellow one, so this could be the Rams or the yeah. Um, who was another yellow team? The Rams or whoever else slash Seattle. Let's see what I got over here. Orange, Denver. Oh my gosh! Speaking of ugly jerseys, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get into that right now. Um, the Denver, and this was another one that was mentioned on the um by our listeners. The Denver Broncos throwback with the doodoo brown. Okay, with the doodoo brown helmets. The yellow jerseys. Oh uh, yeah. The doodoo brown lettering and those horrendous. What is that? A, 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 a banana split candy cane sock? Is that what you want to call it? With the brown um, and the yellow, it's just. Uh, <laughs> uh, this. 
Eli Cavanaugh, thank you again for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate this, but going through just looking at some of these things, it hurts my eyes. And then, yep. oh, oh, I'm sorry. We we did we definitely uh, missed one. It really was more of a joke. But quick shout out to Michael Davis. <laughs> my dude. He said anything Dallas is wearing, and <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to... that one. Oh, I forgot that one. I forgot. I'm talking one. about the Cowboys. Those are the most beautiful uniforms in all of sports. So that yeah, one, that one beautiful helmets, blue stars, the navy blue jersey. Oh, beautiful, beautiful jerseys. Okay, sir. Go, sir, hey, go, hey sir, Scott, go, go take a cold shower. Right. Hey, take is, yourself a cold oh, shower. Golly, right? I, I feel mean, that all the way over here. Right. <laughs> you nasty all right. mother. Oh, <laughs> right, that's, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> all right, guys. So I'll, all right, guys. So I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown of uh, my horrible, atrocious, and downright non-aesthetically pleasing, fugly jerseys. All right. Number one, well, not number one. It's no particular order. All right, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers, a.k.a. the Akon. I'm locked up and they won't let me out jerseys. Looks like something that you would have seen in the movie Life. I'm not a big fan of the Bumblebee jerseys. But I understand, you know, technological advances and creativity evolve over time, and that's when it was at a standstill. Okay. Um, another jersey that I'm not a real big fan of, Tampa Bay's current jersey reason being i don't like the color scheme and i don't like the numbers on the jerseys why does it feel like i'm looking at an led screen whenever i look at Jameis winston's jersey <laughs> gerald mccoy's jersey or uh mike evans jersey i don't know i don't like it i don't like it it's just and, and then the color rush jersey <laughs> color rush combo <laughs> ketchup that's what that is <laughs> Straight ketchup. Thirdly, I'm going to go to the college ranks. And when I saw this, my face automatically scrounged up and I didn't control it. Okay. It just happened. Eastern Michigan, right? The numbers, they resemble the back of a of, of, of a toolbox that you found in a pickup truck. You know, the chrome, the chrome one with the little studs and oh, stuff yeah. on it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it. I'm. I'm like, you know what? Out of all things, all things, you had to slap that ugly design on a football jersey. But then again, I understand the lineage with Michigan, Eastern Michigan cars. I yeah, got it, true. but I, it, it's 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 not a good look. Scotty D, who you got for the world's ugliest jersey? Actually, I love I love the uh, the mention of the San Diego Padres because they her they they have had forever had a hard time figuring out what to look like they had tan for a while i mean tan it looked like they were their home whites just hadn't been washed and they wore them again the next day they had storm on the dirt storm yeah, on the dirt they had those dark brown <laughs> ones they had at one point they were wearing camouflage i mean they just have had the most difficult time the uh the chicago white Sox in the 70s put out a uniform where they were wearing shorts and i actually posted this picture to uh our page where they were they had White shirts with blue collars underneath and shorts, and then like the high seventies knee socks. It, it looked like a softball team, so that that was pretty. Daisy bad. Dukes. Uh, the girl, a girl, Kristen at my gym mentioned the Astros of the eighties. They had kind of like the various oranges, go, like orange schemes going around their their midsection. But my personal, and I'll probably get a lot of pushback on this because I think some people actually like this. 
But the one that I really do not like is Penn State football's home white. There is nothing to those uniforms. What could they possibly wear to practice in? There was nothing to him, just plain white and a little bit of a maybe a blue stripe somewhere in there. And I'm not a fan of Penn State football anyway. So to me, do something. It's plain white helmet, plain white jersey, and that's it. Nothing else. Wow. b what you got for horrendously looking jerseys? Well, I said I, I, I mentioned a color rush. One thing also I honorable mention. How do y'all feel about the Miami Heat and the Miami Dolphins with their Miami Vice color scheme with the bright pink and a teal? I'm a little bit negative I, I, on that. I, 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 here I go again. Um, I kind of like it because I understand why it is what it is. So you see, part of a conflict is understanding the why. Hey, see, see, see what college kid is learning is understanding the why. And why this conflict is coming about. I understand the conflict is just like the colors, there's a whole lot going on, but it's a tribute to the Miami lifestyle and Miami Vice, and it's an homage to it. The basketball is one thing. I'm just real interested to see how this is going to look on a football uniform. Right. And that was, that's something I was alluding to. When Miami Heat did it with the black uniforms with the pink and the teal on it, I thought those were dope yeah the when it went with the then when but when it went with the white and it just seemed like the colors really screamed out there and then i looked at the football uniforms because the football uniforms they haven't even worn yet that was a that is a new concept that they are debuting this year i do believe and i was like whoa wait wait a minute wait a minute hold hell down let me get my let me get my my shades on. I don't even own shades, but I got to go buy shades just to watch the Miami Dolphins. But then again, who actually wants to watch the Miami Dolphins? Sorry, um, to my boy Cliff. Yeah, I'm just, ooh, uh, just uh, as, and I know there's a couple more Dolphin fans out there. I just what what am I watching for? What am I looking for? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I'm looking at Josh Rosen, crybaby behind. So I'm sorry. Did I? Uh, <laughs> if they want to, if you want to see how Belive feels about Josh Rosen, check out last week's edition of What Happened Wednesday. And I, and the thing about this, I'm just so glad I didn't even have to say much. Grow up, but Steve Smith said it best and had that knuck if you buck in the background. I was like, oh, get it. Um, see, I digress. That I was like, I was like, wait a minute, is it 2004 all over again? What the, the greatest year, the greatest year in the history of ever? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so shout out to Anthony Wilson, Holly Camp, Corey Turner, Brian Gardner, Jake Brown, Eli Kavanaugh, Samson. I'm gonna call him Samuel. Samson, like <laughs> <laughs> yep, Kyle Ponce Tingle, and everybody else that participated in the listener section of the Sports Bros podcast. Um, if we missed you, we'll try our best to include you um, as soon as possible. But right now, we ain't got time for it right now. So as we're nearing the end of the show, it ain't the end of the show quite yet. Yeah, let me let me it's put out possible. a topic for next week here. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, here I go again. You know what I said to myself? I'm gonna run this segment cool, smooth, and not gonna just be so anxious to go from one segment to no, another. No, it's all, it's all and good. I failed. It's all good. Again, and, <laughs> and I want to thank all the the people for the feedback too, because that's that's awesome that you're getting involved with us here. And and I have to give a shout out to 
the city of Pittsburgh, which I grew up in, in that area, because all the uniforms of the pro sports teams are black and gold. And you don't see that very much anymore where the whole city, everyone's wearing the same color scheme. All right. So next week, we'd like to know, put, tell us what's on your mind whenever you're thinking of the most overrated pro athlete. Who do you think is the most overrated? Who do you get sick of hearing how great they are? And you just think, eh, they, they just not, they're not that good. They don't do it for me. So that, that we look forward to hearing your opinions next week, and I look forward to sharing mine on the most overrated pro athlete. Let's see. I don't know if I should make that list extensive or limited, but because there's a lot of people. I'm like, come on, are you serious? So, yep, that's the topic for next week. Who do you think is the most overrated athlete? And you can get in contact by hitting us up on our Facebook like page. Uh, we'll be posting the post with this very question on it. Also, as we told you earlier dive into them sports bros dm the sports bros light page dm dive into there because there was all kind of activity in there this weekend i love it and yeah just follow up in there all right one two three no i'm not counting pinfall it is a round of pepper in case you're a brand new listener this is how we do it we select three topics we keep it quick short Get it out the way, in and out. And we are going to start, and let's see, flip a coin. I'm not flipping a coin. I'll start first. My first pepper point is wrestling related. Can we please stop the CM Punk? CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk. Uh, mm, I'm called a personality. You know, CM Punk had a great run when it happened, but if you listen to the podcast of his former best friend, Colt Cabana, which he wound up suing, be like, that'd be like me suing you. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that'd be like me suing you. Like, what am I going to get out of it? Like, yeah, you got the guy that was grumpy with the WWE of how they treat him everything. Rightfully so. If you know a story about him getting married on his, the, the day he got fired, um, he had to wrestle with a staff infection contusion on his elbow and everything and how Vince and Triple H were like, you know what, da-da-da-da-da. I get it. And then he tried his UFC endeavor, and we see how that went about. So now CM Punk is, uh, well, with his notoriety, he's making money off a of comic book's appearance, Comic Con's appearance. He might pop up at a wrestling event, but highly unlikely you might find him in the ring. A few weeks ago, they said in Wisconsin he was at an indie wrestling show, thought he'd go to sleep under a mask. Hell, we don't know. But look, as of right now, stop chanting this man's name, okay? He ain't coming back. His wife ain't coming back. Get over it, okay? It's over with. It's done. Probably 10 years down the road, he might come back, but it's right now, the wound is still fresh. He ain't coming back. And I think y'all need to let it go. <laughs> All right, Scott, I'm going to throw it to you for your first pepper point. All right, this past week was quite a week for CC Sabathia. On Wednesday against the Diamondbacks, he got his 3,000th strikeout, and that puts him in elite company. He's actually only the third left-hander to do that after Randy Johnson and Steve Carlton. And then on Saturday, he showed up at the ballpark for Star Wars bobblehead giveaway day dressed up as Yoda. I don't even think the fans knew who he was, but there was a huge Yoda at the gate. So when you're coming through, that was CC Sabathia. So I thought that was an awesome week for CC. Shout out to CC. Be live. Over to you. 
All right. And guess what? My favorite topic. Clemson. Clemson football. What? Oh, man. Oh, man. Let me, all right. <laughs> wow. Surprise, surprise. But I'm going to try this out. I've been practicing. I've been practicing. And here's the moment of truth. Oh, oh Lord. DJ, we ala lele. Yes, I think I got it. DJ, we ala lele. The number one quarterback recruit in the nation signed to Clemson. That makes our fourth five-star recruit for the 2020 class leaps and bounds above the rest. An embarrassment of riches. An embarrassment. We too deep. 2020. Oh, man. Love it. Yes, sir. I, I know it's kind of early for college football predictions, so uh, you think we're going to see Clemson and Bama. This will be what? Clemson-Bama through four? Five. Ooh, yeah. Cle- you think we're going to see Clemson-Bama five? I Yes. You know yes. what? I, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to say yes. no. I'm going to say no. I honestly think this is just going to be an honest and true opinion. I think Alabama somehow falters at some point in time, and they I think they might both make it to the playoff, but I don't think they play each other yeah. i think I think they both make it, but somehow Alabama falters. I really don't see Clemson faltering and yeah. it's one of those it's, it's one it's but no no i'm just I, I got I'm being unbiased I honestly <laughs> believe just, here we go I'm, Clip, I'm, Clemson be live unbiased. Uh, I'm, at, I'm, at, at, I'm at, at 6456 in this podcast. <laughs> Mark this down. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at Clemson's schedule. I look at Alabama's schedule. Everybody says that Clemson has a cupcake schedule. I'm sorry because we just decided to become better and better and better, and everybody else decides, oh well, what are we gonna do? Hey, so, do y'all, so do y'all play? So so do y'all play Wofford and Furman this year? No, that's that's the thing. Like we once again, our schedule already have will have two SEC opponents. We've played three SEC opponents every year for the past forty. But I can I can go on and on. But the thing about it is, is that I see Clemson going undefeated again. I I see I don't see anything stopping Clemson from winning back to back. I, I think we got I think we got better. We definitely got better on the offensive side of the ball, which is hard to do. And then defense, I mean, we we too deep. But I digress. It's the pepper point. Hey, Eddie, cool. Take <laughs> take this take this ball and go with it. Take the ball. Go ahead. Give me this. Give me this. I'm about to snatch it from you. Give Where to come on that? Where to come on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, pepper point number two goes to Mister Game Seven himself, Justin Williams of the Carolina Hurricanes. Recently, he comes another career milestone. And he is one of 10 active players who have 100 career playoff points. Get your rest, Justin Williams, and get ready for the storm surge, be it the Bruins or be it the Blue Jaggers. Don't care, don't matter. Ask the Islanders, ask the Caps. I'm going to throw this to Scott now. Just be live hog the damn ball. Give me, <laughs> give me move, move, move. Here you go, Scott. In 2016, Cleveland Sports finally got a pro championship breakthrough and it was before the Cavaliers won the title. Talking about Stipe Miocic won the heavyweight championship that, that night beating uh, – or that year beating Fabricio Verdum. Since then, he has lost the title last July to Daniel Cormier, 
And for the past year, better part of last year, we've been getting a hype between Cormier and Brock Lesnar. Lesnar is finally going to retire and get that topic out of the way. And Stipe Miocic is going to get his rightful rematch against Cormier in August. And I can't wait to see that fight because those are two big-time heavyweight athletes. And and the, the first time, Cormier knocked him out really, uh, I think early in the second round, but he owned him. And I, I think Stipe being prepared is going to be a great rematch. Good, good. Be live. Back at you. All right. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try this out. It's not about Clemson. All right. I'm gonna try this out. Yes, progression. <laughs> <laughs> the XFL 2020. They have picked up television rights from ABC, ESPN, and Fox Sports. Wow. Ooh. So, on the major sporting networks. Where the alliance was on the NFL Network, they did have CBS. I thought it would would have been enough. It wasn't enough, but maybe maybe Vince McMahon gets it right this time. I don't know. I think it's a good start to have have it on the um, ESPN family and networks and Fox as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Wow, he's going to have two products on the Fox Network: SmackDown and the XFL. Doing yeah. big things. And they're going to drop right. them. As soon as those ratings, those ratings are going to go down like a fat boy on a seesaw. And they are not going to be sticking around much longer than he, than the Lions did either. I'm telling you. Bad football. Now, now Scotty, do you talk about for XFL or for for uh, for SmackDown? You had an interesting take before the show. But we'll, ooh, we got to save that for later. I should have hit the record button. <laughs> Man. All right. So. Uh, one, two. Okay, third pepper point goes to shout out goes to Carolina Panthers legendary future Hall of Fame wide receiver. Yeah, I said it. I don't care, Steve Smith, for keeping that same energy on a radio interview about Josh Rosen. In case you, in case everyone didn't know, Josh Rosen already had a wonderment cloud ahead of him because of his ethic and his. Know how he carries himself on the field at UCLA. The Cardinals got a strong dose of it. Miami, you're up next. All right, who gets the ball next? Scotty D, there you go. All right, one more uh, quick point about uh, UFC. I watched Ally Quinta take on Cowboy Cerrone this past Saturday. And if you ever watch a Cowboy fight, you get your money's worth every time. That dude just swings for the fences and puts on great entertaining fights. And after the fight, he called out Conor McGregor. And I actually think that'd be a good fight for McGregor because it, he's a, a more of a stand-and-brawl kind of opponent. And I think that'd be a great fight. But Conor, come on, man. Get back into the octagon. Let's see you take on Cowboy Cerrone. Hopefully we get to see that fight very soon. Cowboy, baby. All right, B-Live, here we go. Boom, this goes to you to close it out. All right. Well, we talked about the um, Kentucky Derby and the controversy and the objection and the disqualification. But this story is far from over because um, Maximum Security and his owner, are there, they're, they're going to fight this tooth and nail so much to the point, and I'm going to do a little bit more research on it, that Maximum Security is not going to race in the Preakness. 
mm. which is uh, I do believe is a couple weeks away. But they he is not going to race in the Preakness, which I mean, just just it's a big money draw and everything, part of the Triple Crown. But I guess it's one of those things. If you don't if you don't get one part of the Triple Crown, why not? So I guess it's 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 going to be a fight. We shall see. As much as everybody cares about horse racing, I'm <sighs> I, I'm intrigued. <laughs> and oh, and a side pepper point, Robert Kraft. I still ain't forgot about you. You are not off the hook, Robert Kraft. I'm telling you, you you will be mentioned. I'm not letting the world forget about you and your antics and your prostitution ring and everything that you got going on. You and your 39 year old wife. It ain't happening. I'm not letting it go. I'm all right. I'm you know good. what a cool I'm, name I, I, for a horse would be? CM what? Punk. CM Punk. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> all right. So we touched all the bases around the horn from CM Punk to Robert Kraft to the horses in the back. I did it again. I, yeah, I, I'm yeah, sorry. I I'm sorry. Hey, I was listening to that last night when I was doing some schoolwork. You know, I got a little playlist I, I like to listen to whenever I do schoolwork, whenever I'm letting this in a podcast. But, um, well, guys, guess what? This is the END. No, 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 no. Not the sportscast, but uh, podcast, but the end of episode nine of the Sports Bros podcast. Fellas, we've made it all the way to episode 10. Next week. We do not own the rights to that song. Do not. And I say, do not sue us. We have nothing for you to have anyway. Let it go. All right, Hold cool. On. Hold on. Let me let me look in this. There's one dollar, two dollar. I got a dollar forty five cents. I get to you when I get paid. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, um, great lot of pepper. Uh, great episode, fellas. I liked it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. And I'll do it again. I want some more of it. And next week is episode ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 of the things. All right. And just to let you guys know, there's this thing going out with this shoe about it being blue or being pink. Nobody cares. This why shoe would is... you even bring, why would you even bring that up? Look, I made a video of it, okay? <laughs> okay. 1230 at night. I'm tired. I'm tired of people telling me that I'm crazy. Right? What you, you are crazy. <laughs> you admit it. The shoe pink, and we're going to move on, all right? We're going to move on. We're going to move on because Scotty D got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. Be Live, you got stuff to do, too. Oh, all right. Yeah. Episode 10 of the Sports Bros podcast coming up Tuesday. That's right, Tuesday. Be Live. Let everybody and their mama and them know how they can reach you. Well, you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter. This be your boy. Be Live. No I. So T-H-S-B-E-Y-A-B-O-Y. L-I-V-E. Icky, icky. That's how you can find me. You can find me a lot on Facebook, either via our um, Sports Bros like page. Um, like page. I can't talk today. All right, cool. Um, a lot of stuff going on there. Um, you can find me. My name is Brian Livingston. If you want to look up a brother and um, send me a friend request, I might not know you. You might be a bill collector, so it might not happen. But... Um, <laughs> But I want to do a quick shout out to one of the um, best bands in Fayetteville, North Carolina, um, Lotus Sun, with their rendition of Color Personality, that CM Punk's theme song when he was in the WWE. I had to do it. But man, they're an awesome band. You can come see them 
um, on Sundays at Max Speed Shop here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, man. We keep the party jumping. Thursday and Saturday nights, we have live music as well, starting at 8. Come and see your boy at Max Speed Shop. Come see me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are the Sports Bros Podcast. Talk to him. Oh, y'all got a live band there on Sundays? Oh, I'll be home soon. I know I'll be on Sunday. Scotty <laughs> D, where can everybody reach you? Well, you can catch me riding Country Horse at the Preakness in a couple weeks. I'll, I'll be going for the Triple Crown. You can catch me on Facebook, Scott Scott. <laughs> I can't do this. Scott Donnelly, on Facebook. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, 2-0 for Instagram coming soon. Oh, I got to pull it together. All right. Of course, you know, this is me, the head of creative, the HOC up in this thing. Eddie Cool, you can reach me on all kind of social media platforms. Uh, be loud. Let's not forget to plug the Sports Bros Twitter, um, Twitter wow. profile. Um, you can check us out at Sports Bros PCAST. That's it. S-P-O-R-T-S-B-R-O-S-P. C-A-S-T, and we'll be on Twitter as well, too. Also, you can catch me just posting all kind of stuff on the Sports Bros Podcast Facebook like page. Hop into them DMs. Talk to me. Let us know what's going on. You can catch me on Instagram, Cool Season, all one word. That's K-O-O-L-S-E-A-S-O-N. Snapchat, for those of you that still use it, other than the filters. Um, super Cool 5000. That's the word Super Cool and the number 5,000, and I'm on Facebook. Facebook profile name is Eddie Cool. Um, cool ain't my real last name, but I'm not going to let a lie get in the way of a good story. RIP to Dusty Rhodes. All right, with that being said, this is another edition of the Sports Bros Podcast. And as always, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They'll greatly appreciate it. This is the Sports Bros Podcast. CM Punk. CM Punk. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, y'all. <laughs>